Do, more, do look good in that suit, though, TBH. I like that cut on him. <laughs> he looks malnourished. <laughs> that is a slim, slim cut. <laughs> Honest to God. He looks I'm, like that guy from The Nightmare Before Christmas. I'm worried about him. Yeah. One thing we've noticed in our time in charge of Arsenal that when you really get down to it, American fans and English fans aren't that different. Both sides would probably dispute that, but it's true. Americans and Englandians are both incredibly passionate groups of people who care deeply about their teams and the places they represent. And maybe it's because of that passion. But the biggest connection that we've noticed between these two sets of fans is that they are both very paranoid. For instance, in America, fans will dress up in the exact same outfit from week to week so that their football team doesn't lose. We believe in curses to an almost pitiable extent and regularly throw around words like fate or destiny to explain things that happen on one of our fields. And you know what? English fans are no different. You can't score too early, and as far as nominative determinism goes, well, our North London neighbors can tell you all about it because no one wants to be accused of being spursy. On both sides of the Atlantic, fear of outside forces coming in to ruin your team's season turns men and women into paranoid children. And it's no different at the Arsenal. We're currently unbeaten in the league, and through nine games, sit just one point off the top four, with a game in hand. And yet, everyone in and around the club has spent the past few weeks looking nervously over their shoulder, determined that our old bugaboos are going to come back to haunt us. And while I'd like to say that the technical director and I are above such things, we definitely aren't. Whether it was conceding in late matches, Brad struggles with stopping goals at his near post, or consistently having issues with certain teams, things just seem to keep happening, almost like it was written in the stars. Arteta dismisses all of them as coincidences in his comments to the press, and we'd love to believe him, but maybe we are just... cursed. For us to really feel like this project is going to work, we're going to have to overcome some of these hurdles and be absolutely convinced that the universe doesn't actually have it out for us. And that starts with facing down an old nemesis. This is a good opportunity. We have not um, really just like laid the whoop ass on somebody yet. Um, I'm rooting for it to be right now. That means it probably isn't going to happen. But that is the, the goal, certainly. Most of the time we're just trying to get a result. This is personal. We're Burnley to ask, what did you, what did we do to you? Um, everything. I think we can all agree that Burnley is a curse on everyone, but that's beside the point. Last season, we only managed to take one measly point off of these goons, and that's just inexplicable. With the talent disparity between these two clubs, surely a higher power would have had to have gotten involved to make that happen. Could also have been the fact that we just weren't that good defensively, but... For the sake of our own egos, we're going to stick with the higher power thing. We've already kept five clean sheets so far this year, though, so divine intervention or not, it seems like we're in a decent position to right the wrongs from our past. We've got a slightly rotated side going into this one, which would have made us nervous a year ago, but thanks to our rather laborious squad building, young guns like Mohamed Salizu and William Saliba, who we've been referring to as the double sales, don't represent that much of a drop-off. And a guy like Marcus Taram, one of the heroes of our win against Chelsea, 
gets the chance to be our number one striker. Oh, oh my. That is, a, that is a windmill dunk. God, poor Pope. Yeah, not stopping that. He roofed it. That should count for two. Oh, what a volley. Just like that, we're already off to a better start. And a few minutes later, another guy getting a chance to shine in this rotated squad, Nico De La Cruz, makes it two. Oh, what a way to score your first Arsenal goal. Love it. Yeah. Love him. Because he men can make something out of nothing. Mm-hmm. He's got that uh, low center of gravity. We needed that X factor. We did. Mm-hmm. Like is, it. Is he Santi Cazorla 2.0? Uh, yeah, I could see it. South American Santi. Wait, what am I saying? No. God, no. Not 2 nil. That's the worst thing that could have happened. We've clowned ourselves. By playing significantly better than the other team, we've put ourselves in the most vulnerable position in all of soccer. The only thing that can make this better is another goal to make it three, but that couldn't happen, could it? Surely Brad's about to give up a goal at his near post. That's what always happens to our arsenal. We're convinced that this one is headed straight for a 2-2 draw, till Marcus Duram buries his second of the game. And that gets us thinking, is this guy good? Taram also working quite well in that uh, he's picking up steam as that official number nine. Mm-hmm. He's readier at the moment than Edward is to do that in the Premier League at least. Keita Balde adds a fourth with a few minutes left to go, which means that we can finally relax. Even if we are cursed, it's really hard to come back from four goals down with less than 10 minutes to play. When the final whistle sounds, the technical director and I are all too happy to celebrate our team getting past this mental block in such style. There it is. A good old-fashioned ass-whooping. That's exactly what we wanted. Mm-hmm. A clean sheet? Four goals? No fist fights? Well, we're just breaking down all sorts of barriers these days, aren't we? Arsenal Twitter is quick to remind us, though, that it's just Burnley, and that our next test will be one that we have very much not passed yet during our time in charge. We played West Ham United three times last year, and in those games, we lost twice and drew once, including an embarrassing early exit from the League Cup. And we have no explanation to offer for that, other than that it must have been what the soccer gods wanted. Everything went right for them, and everything went wrong for us. And that doesn't give us a ton of confidence going into this one. But this is a new year, and we have something that we didn't when we played this fixture a year ago. And his name is Leroy. Just keep doing that. Yeah, what nice. a goal. What a freaking goal. Nice lead done. That is the, uh, really, that is the the prototypical new Arsenal goal. Just bomb forward. Looks a bit like Alex Ferguson, Man United, Circa, Ronaldo, Tevez, Rooney. We may be getting a little ahead of ourselves with that comparison but we're beating West Ham, and that's got us feeling pretty confident. That goal was everything we've been building up to over the past three transfer windows, and a few minutes later, it happens again. Oh, you're so fast. Oh, Nico. You beauty. Pure, undulterated pace. Just uh-huh. running right off the field. Kanate scores a few minutes into the second half to make it three, and once again, the technical director and I are in a position we definitely didn't expect to be in. West Ham have no answers for us, 
and even though they pull one back late on, the match is all but wrapped up at that point. We've been so dominant that up in the box, we're honestly getting a little bored. So bored, in fact. The technical director points out something on the video board that we've honestly been wondering about for months. See, as we were made aware of very early on, Arsenal have a number of brand partnerships. Those were negotiated before we signed on, and while we understand the logic behind most of them, there's one that we cannot wrap our brains around. We get the stadium name and shirt deal with Emirates, and the fact that Adidas makes our uniforms, but after being in the job for an entire year, we think we may have just cracked the code on the other one. You know what I always say, hmm. visit Rwanda. <laughs> visit Rwanda. <laughs> what a wonderful <laughs> phrase. <laughs> Why these two words to solve all your problems. <laughs> it means no worries for the rest of your days. Okay. But visit with visit Rwanda. Rwanda. Visit Rwanda. Visit Rwanda. Please. We definitely didn't anticipate this coming into the match. But as the final whistle blows against West Ham, we're feeling the love tonight. Not one, but two of our biggest demons have been exercised in our last couple of matches. And it's giving us the impression that maybe, just maybe, our young team might be coming together even faster than we thought. Maybe the problem wasn't them after all. Maybe it was us the whole time. It's true that conscience doth make cowards of us all, but maybe we should have really put our faith in these guys a long time ago. But what about that other thing that really troubled us last season? Dropping points against teams we should have beaten. We should be winning games against newly promoted sides almost by default, but we only took two points out of a possible six off Norwich last year. We shouldn't be afraid of Bristol City, one of the three who came up from the championship this year, but because of how things went last year, we kind of are. Thankfully, though, our squad shows us once again that they're ready to succeed this year, where last year's squad failed. Comprehensive. Nice. Just a, a professional performance here by the Arsenal. Not necessarily you know, the most dominant, but... We cannot take this kind of performance for granted. <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely not. We will take a workmanlike result on the road in the Premier League, no matter who it's against. A couple of months into the season... The technical director and I couldn't be more pleased with what we're seeing. Despite our own paranoia and fear of our past affecting our future, none of that seems to be rubbing off on our players. Where we see a potential stumbling block, they see a chance to push the club forward. Selling Aubameyang and Lacazette? Well, that could have been a curse on our house for years. And after a slow start to the season on that end, many people proclaim that it was. But a couple months later, and it's no problem at all, Taram, Pepe, and Sané all scored in our last match, and Edward and Balde are doing their part too. Sending Ozil off to Tottenham? That's just asking for bad juju. But bringing in guys like Tolizo and Madison has made us almost forget that that happened, even though every ounce of our American sensibilities are telling us to prepare for impending doom, it hasn't happened yet. Our team might be too good for that sort of thing, and we do well to remember it. And in our next match against Brighton, a team that we couldn't beat in either of our league matches against them last season, they prove it to us once again. With the score tied at nil-nil late on, and a rotated squad looking for a goal scorer, one emerges, and he's as unlikely as he is expensive. Oh, yes! What an absolute missile! (laughs) 
Sometimes if you don't have the key, you just have to beat the door down. Oh, gosh, what a hit. Okay. So, there's a little bit of fade on there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You love to see it. Start outside the post. Curls back in. And just like that, Fabiano Ruiz has a Premier League goal this season. He do. He's been our anchor, <laughs> our metronome back there. He may be our metronome most weeks, but in this match, he's our knight in shining armor. Fabian's wonder strike puts us up 1-0, but we're still sweating it going into the final minutes. But there's nothing to be afraid of. We have a super sub, remember? Edward comes in and scores with one of his first touches of the entire match. Simple as that. No curse, no destiny, just good football. Another big dub. Another clean sheet for Brad. Just getting it done, grinding out results in the Premier League. Mm -hmm. It's what you got to do. It may not be particularly sexy, but we are making it work. After spending most of our time in North London being a joke, we don't really care if it's sexy anymore. We're winning. We're back in the top four, and not even Arsenal Fan TV can find something negative to say about that. Our squad is young, fun, and taking on whatever challenge is in front of them, without any thought of past failures. They are, in effect, curse-proof. This that's happening here is not allowed. They still haven't lost in the league, a fact that Arteta is keen to remind reporters of in his weekly press conference. Oh, and not for nothing, we're also in the top spot in our Europa League group, and still in the EFL Cup as it moves towards the quarterfinals. We're doing great, thank you very much. Nothing to be paranoid about over here. Just a solid club with a solid future. And a match against Tottenham next week, but I'm sure that'll be fine. And scene. Grimo Theater is a free-time media production produced by me, Will Shingleton, and by David Coggin. If you liked what you heard, please consider leaving us a rating or contributing to our Patreon page. Tune in next week for another episode of Season 2 of Career Mode Theater. What we have seen here is absolutely Shakespearean! EA Sports, if you're listening, you have got to be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs>